<laughs> so, so Allie, what what's your, your conspiracy yes. theory? So, like, <laughs> it's the dumbest thing. And it's, like, okay. not even, like, even remotely accurate. But, like, the biggest thing is, like, oh, the pawn symbolizes Bella's humanity. And then the queen's, like, her and her new life and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm, like, but if you turn the book upside down, it's two dicks. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even remote, like, it's not even remotely funny, but, like, you know what, here we are. I just, (laughs) it's the philosophical, like, oh my god, this is Bella, like, leaving her past, her human life behind, and, you know, entering the life she's made for, and then it's, like, two dicks upside down. Yeah, you you can go with, like, the philosophical, probably correct opinion that it's about Bella, or you could go, I hate, it's two penises. I mean, I feel like that's the William Shakespeare perspective, so I'll yeah. go with that one. Yeah. Maybe like two what dicks. Would, what would Willie Shakes and Dionysus want for us? They'd want for it to be two dicks upside down. Absolutely. <laughs> Our true chaos kings. Ugh. And Stephanie Meyer uses William Shakespeare enough as preface quotes that, oh, you know what, so I think it's appropriate. What, what you're saying is there yeah. should be so many more dick jokes in the Twilight movies. Yeah. So many more dick jokes. So many jokes. more dick jokes. And instead, she doesn't say the word sex until Belle and Edward do the do. Do the do. <laughs> Billy shakes his do 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 Billy Tell shakes would the not hanky panky. Oh, yeah. He'd hate it. It's not The it. hanky panky, the sideways the tango. <laughs> Hi, I'm Alyssa. And I'm Gwen. And live from New York, it's me, Allie, again. Yay! <laughs> we are tea and squee. This is the podcast where we spill the tea about the things that make us squee. Allie's right. She's live from New York. Everyone, welcome, Allie. Um, <laughs> it's great to be welcome, here, guys. Welcome back. Today, we're finishing our coverage of the Breaking Dawn novel. So we have this last section, book three of this mm-hmm. single book. Um, it's from Bella's point of view again. We're back with our girl, except this time she has gone full vampire. Mm-hmm. So we're going to jump on in with uh, Bella's bloodlust or lack yes. thereof, uh, yes. as the case may be. And then we will have some character and uh, ship discussion mm. and we'll take us we'll we'll take a break for zillennial quiz taking time <laughs> and it's going to be a fun time. Love that. Yay. Yeah. Very excited. <laughs> oh, hold on. I want to find the quote that we have at the beginning of Bella's because it's stupid. Okay. Barf. Okay. <laughs> Personal affection is a luxury you can have only after all your enemies are eliminated. Until then, everyone you love is a hostage, sapping your courage and corrupting your judgment. Orson Scott Card, Empire. It's not the least accurate book quote. I guess, but they don't eliminate their enemies in this book. No, they just let them go. <laughs> yeah, I have an important question. Yeah. Is it from a book called Empire, or is it from the TV show Empire? I was I the TV show Empire airing. I don't when this think book was so. being written. I don't. No, think I thought so. Empire was newer than that. But yeah. Yeah. I think it would have been so much funnier if it was a quote <laughs> from the TV show. Stephanie trying to look all pretentious, and it's from a TV show. <laughs> Stephanie trying to be woke. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> and then False. we have another stupid preface from Bella, and it's like, Ew. 
so like ambiguous and i'm like bitch shut the fuck up let's just get into this <laughs> every single time bella's prefaces are so annoying and it's always about like her potential death and then the stakes are never that high mm-hmm. she's always like, like flipping a titty it's like it's not yeah. that big of a deal <laughs> all of the prefaces are unnecessary jake's was incredibly stupid but at least yeah. it was short <laughs> bella's are just way too annoying yeah they're just long-winded and frustrating <laughs> for me to like and major read. spoiler alerts yeah. as well mm-hmm. like God, i don't stephanie i don't need that as a preface if you want to use it as a marketing tool and have it be mm-hmm. like the like back of book quote yeah do that that could be fun but i don't need it to be a preface because it's telling me what's coming for me yeah and i don't need to know what's coming for me that's the point of reading the book and going on the journey with the characters yeah now i can skip to the end because i know what happened so fuck the whole thing i guess let's go (laughs) not that a whole lot (laughs) happens no in true stephanie meyer fashion we have boring boring a little bit of expositiony shall i say and then all of a sudden plot 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 right but I'll say this. This is the first book. This this last section, this last Bella section, gives me the same fluffy, uh, romantic, mm-hmm. just absolutely nothing is happening except people's emotions. Mm-hmm, that yeah. kind of crack feeling yeah. <laughs> that we haven't had since the first book. Feelings. And I think that's why I like this book. Like, honestly, I think Breaking Dawn and the first Twilight... I I feel like it probably would change day to day which one is my mm-hmm. favorite from the saga and it's because those are the only two books that give me that crack fluff feeling mm-hmm. that I want to have from Twilight. Yeah. If I'm mm-hmm. not feeling like I'm reading a terrible fan fiction, then I don't want to be reading Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't hate it. Like I'll make fun of her for giving me nothing for a lot of time, but I kind of enjoyed the nothing as well. It was fun seeing mm-hmm. Bella like assimilate to her vampire life and get comfortable. Regurgitation was a nightmare, but regurgitation <laughs> is a, a nightmare in general, but I could kind of gloss over her and focus on the Cullens. All the Cullen content we're getting now and it was so wonderful mm-hmm. to see all the jigsaw pieces coming together and it's like oh this is so cute everybody's happy new moon's still my favorite because i love some drama (laughs) sorry but i feel like this would be my third it's still better than eclipse i hate eclipse it's last place everything's better than eclipse absolutely (laughs) sure (laughs) sure (laughs) oh no allie Do, Listen, do Allie I, disagrees. Breaking Dawn would be my favorite book if it didn't have Miss Resume in it. <laughs> <laughs> She's really the worst. And if when we're hot, let's hop back in, and we'll we get to see the birth of Resputin Resume Gross. Um, from Bella's perspective, and it's straight from a fucking horror movie part two. Yeah. Seeing it from Bella's perspective was somehow worse than seeing it from Jacob's perspective because we got all the awful sensory details from Bella and how it felt like she was being torn apart and how much agony and pain she was in. I was like, what the actual fuck is this? Like, I felt like I was in a Stephen King like novel for a hot second there. I was like, "Oh, this is horror." Mm-hmm. It's it's weirdly um. <laughs> weirdly grotesque because like she kind of like in earlier books, Stephanie Meyer kind of skirts around 
mm-hmm. um, the horrific, horrific stuff. But like for Bella's birth, I guess she just <laughs> wants to show that childbirth is just this incredibly visceral thing. Yeah, yeah. Like the whole time I was like clutching, clutching my t- my stomach. If you, <laughs> yeah, and being like, oh god, this is horrible. Yeah. I, this is fan. the worst sensation. Absolutely zero. Not here for the birth at all. And then she's born, and then she, we get to see the the boob bite firsthand. <laughs> and how is Bella's like? Oh, there's a little bit of pain on like my breast, and I was like, mm-hmm. of course, because regurgitation is the absolute worst. I but I then, was like I have a genuine question first. Okay. Do you think yes ratatouille? was going for the blood or the breast milk like what do you which one do you think she was going for i feel like she was going for for the blood because from what we see from her from the rest of bella's chapter regurgitation ratatouille she (laughs) does not like human food very much she likes the blood diet a lot more so i feel she was Mm -hmm. like ah mom's got a a titty full of blood Let's go. Maybe, maybe blood comes <laughs> out the nipple instead. <laughs> yeah, I'm no gross. Oh god. Mmm. Blood titty. Delicious. <laughs> blood. <laughs> but anyway, the Bella's pain's not fun, but it was kind of cool to see like the whole vampire transformation from like a firsthand perspective and understand like what it was like. Like, as Bella was saying, it was, like, a very intense burning feeling. And then she was like, I wish I was dying. It feels like I am, like, like at the stake, being burned alive, and I just want to die. This is the worst pain I've ever felt in my entire life, and the morphine's just making me paralyzed, and this is not it. <laughs> like, she wishes she could scream the whole fucking time and thrash, but she's like, I won't hurt Edward any more than I already have. And I'm like, Bella, uh, just scream. Just let it out. Because some screaming yeah, is like, cathartic. <laughs> also, he wants to know that you're, like, alive and yeah. that the venom is, like, working. So maybe if you screamed, I don't know, flopped around on the table a little bit. <laughs> Twitched a finger, like, oh. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He'd be like, Wiggle oh, the toe, you know? Yeah. He'd be like, oh, this is working great. Instead of being like, Carlisle, um, is is she okay? She's she's not she moving. She good? <laughs> she good? I was too late. <laughs> Carlisle has to be like, nah, she's fine. Nah, fam. She good. <laughs> nah, fam. She gonna wake up real soon. And then she does, basically. She can, like, count her heartbeats, like, her heartbeat, like, racing. And then it stops. And then she wakes up. New, reborn, Bella. I, I, that has to be just one of the weirdest sensations in the world to feel your own heart stop beating and you get to still live. Like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like that. I'm not a fan. I'm not a a fan. (laughs) But But Bella wakes up and the whole fam bam is there to welcome her Mm -hmm. into vampirism. Um, And her immediate reaction is like damn my husband is even hotter than he was when i married him now that i can see you with my brand ago. new eyeballs <laughs> true she, she, she her like the first thing she sees is like dust mm-hmm. in the air and she's like it's beautiful and i'm like it's dust i mean me as a person <laughs> me as a human being i can also see dust in the air and it's not beautiful i just think oh gross 
<laughs> yeah. I'm like, someone needs to clean. It's yeah, me. Yeah, you should really clean up in here. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, oh, that's why my eyes are itchy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Bella's like, beautiful. And I'm like, Beautiful little deep. dust motes. And I'm like, shut up. Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up, Bella. <laughs> And I, I know you both are, but uh, if Bella went to college, she would be an English major. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> I have a bone to pick, though. It's something that I should have picked when we covered the Eclipse movie, but we did not. Oh, I, I did not pick this bone for whatever reason. And the bone I have to pick is that in the Eclipse movie, when Renee's like, if you go all the way to the University of Alaska, I'll never see you. Bella's line in retaliation to that is they have a great science program what (laughs) who is bella trying to fool in no world would anyone believe that bella swan would be going to college for any science or stem related here's the that bitch is an english major Mm -hmm. yeah through and through they make this there is a comment made in the first book that she was like an advanced placement science in phoenix Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. this never mentioned again she goes like full like dumbass when she gets dumped by her boyfriend (laughs) and her grades drop and it's like like she's like i'm not gonna get into any colleges i don't know why you keep trying (laughs) like bella you you were smart once Bring yeah, she was like again. almost a genius. She was a gift, a former gifted and talented kid. Oh god, <laughs> just to have it me. Ruined oh my god, by it's a vampire. <laughs> Allie, all you need is a vampire like boyfriend, and then you're all set. Listen, if There's... I get a vampire boyfriend, we're all getting that bite, and we're just gonna live forever. Sounds great. <laughs> you know what? I think I think I might want to die. Actually, Ooh. <laughs> um, oh. You- Y'all have fun. I'll be the ugly non-immortal friend. <laughs> and um <laughs> I'll mourn you, Gwen. We'll play Kahoot at your funeral. <laughs> Not like the actual game. We'll just play the yeah. theme song looped over and over yeah. again. Yeah. Why well, would like, good. a little trivia game game about Gwen's life and like see who wins? I think that whoever wins Kahoot at my wedding should get to keep my ashes. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. I want that. I'm gonna win that cahoot so much. That's so so morbid. I, I Did like I say different. wedding or funeral? You said, you said wedding, wedding but wait, I, I got so the good. gist. I got it, but initially I was like very confused. I was like, like we cremate you at your wedding? Like I was like, that when? Best? I meant I meant funeral. <laughs> I the wedding is gonna happen first. And yeah. then, like, 50 <laughs> years later, then there will be a funeral. And at my funeral, you guys, as my hot immortal friends, yeah. will play Kahoot. Yeah. And whoever wins the Kahoot at my funeral gets to keep my ashes okay. there. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I, I will prep. I will have to study on here on out Gwen history to know what's going on. <laughs> I'm going to win I, just through the sheer spirit of Dionysus. I will let the spirit guide me, and I will win. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I digress, though. Bella and Edward have their first makeout session as vamps, and Bella almost crushes him, and it's a really great In moment. In front of the whole family. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking embarrassing. embarrassing. She's literally like, I was wrapping myself around Edward, and then I remembered we had company. I was like, Bleh. Gross. I'm like those are your in-laws, Bella. That's fucking disgusting. Those are your in-laws. Um, Please behave yourself. Yeah, you're nasty. 
Jasper's <laughs> a little wary of Bella, so, like, he and Emmett are, like, in front of Rosalie and Alice, I believe, and they're, like, trying to gauge her because she's a crazy newborn, you know? And, Except and Carlisle's not. just like, Bella, what was the transformation like? How was the morphine? I would like to point out, like, like the only newborn tendency, like, Bella has, like, and, like the newborn energy gets channeled into her sex drive. Like, true. <laughs> no other oh. urges except sex. <laughs> she literally is. That's also that's a bone I kind of have to pick with this. Like, I kind of wish Bella would have been like a little bit more crazy as a newborn. Yeah. Like, I kind of hate how she mm-hmm. like assimilates right away, and she's like, "Oh, this is whatever. I can like, you know, control my emotions, control my urges." I'm like, Bitch, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not struggle. here for the Mary Sue vibe of that. It's very yeah. Mary Sue. It really well, is. Well, and it's because the whole point of the series was never about vampirism. It was mm-hmm. never about becoming this, like, amazing, you know, I wanted to say extraterrestrial, but that's not the <laughs> right term. <laughs> this, like, otherworldly kind of supernatural. Supernatural is yeah, the right term. Go. It yes. was never about becoming a supernatural creature. Mm-hmm. The entire series was always about sex. And so when Bella finally becomes that supernatural creature, Stephanie doesn't write about the challenges of being one. It's just, and then she fucks. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Which, you know, I feel like I wish she would have considered that a little bit more when she was writing, like, mm-hmm. a supernatural series. Also, well, because then even the central conflict of Bella's vampirism isn't, you know, her bloodthirstiness Mm -hmm. because she can control it. It's not her not being able to see her parents because Jake solves that problem Mm -hmm. for her. Like, the the central conflict to Bella's vampirism is a consequence of her having had sex. Ooh. (laughs) Yikes. The series was never about Bella becoming a vampire. The series was always about Bella having sex. And I can't decide if I love that because it's just this four book long epic saga about (laughs) one woman's journey to get dick or if I hate it because it's a four book long epic saga about one woman's journey to get dick. I think that's why I have to hate it. Like I I admire Stephanie for her huspa for really dedicating to the four book saga about this woman's quest for sex. However, <laughs> I'm not here for it because it really shouldn't be that complicated, Stephanie. It should not be taking this long. Well, and also, then Bella- <laughs> um, a point to be made that there's this is an indication of Bella's never had a desire to be a mom because her first thought when she wakes up after this incredible trauma is not, where's my baby? It's, damn, I want to fuck. <laughs> And then it's, where's my baby? <laughs> and then it's, where's my baby afterwards? <laughs> it's like, like oh, damn, my husband's hot. Let's fuck. Oh, shit. I have a baby. Oh, wait. I had a baby. <laughs> woman first, mother second. Mother is <laughs> just a title. She's always been a woman. <laughs> That's why I think it's so funny. Like, even though Bella doesn't die, Rosalie still ends up taking care of Renesmee. Right? Most of the time. Anyways, like, Rosalie's just in mom mm-hmm. mode, and Bella's just there sometimes. Be like, oh, my baby. Oh, I made that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, eventually Bella gets to the point where she's like, I'm her mother kind mm-hmm. of thing. Because Renesmee right. clearly is like, I want my mom. Yeah. I, like, I love you, Aunt Rosalie, but I want mom. And they eventually get to that point 
But then Bella, like, glosses over that entire stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it very quickly goes from Bella being only somewhat comfortable around Runesme, like, not everyone's sure that they can trust Bella alone with the baby, mm-hmm. to all of a sudden the baby is reading her own bedtime stories and yeah. Bella's full-on mom, but can't be full-on mom because the baby is so advanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird to witness. Also, Renesme reading like a full ass poem is like the most startling thing I've ever. Also, read in my why are you life. reading your baby poetry for bedtime stories? Like, what? What about Goodnight Moon? Stella Luna. Renesme just like Bella fucking like Swan. <laughs> well, actually, Renesme like Bella says that Renesme doesn't have patience for children's books or books with pictures. She wants the advanced like books. Bark! I hate it. Renesme's such a fucking Mary Sue. Mary Sue right? baby. A Mary Sue had a Mary Sue, you know? The cycle continues. Mary Sue's baby. It's like Rosemary's baby, but worse. (laughs) Yeah. Mary Sue's baby. Listen, Mary Sue and Gary Stew had a child, and it came out of Mary Sue. Like, what else did we expect? (laughs) Yeah. So, back to the plot, because we're only, like, maybe a chapter in here. Um, Bella... Shows remarkable control. She and Edward go out for a hunt, and she uh, smells a hunter, but manages to resist the urge to hunt down that person. Mm-hmm. I said she smells a hunter. She smells like a rock climber or a yeah, hiker. Yeah, like a hiker. Resists the urge to hunt down and kill that person, and just runs away and mm-hmm. ends up taking down a mountain lion instead. Which and have... Edward's like, "Oh my god, you're so hot!" It's true, it he's so turned possible. off. Because they make the point that once you taste blood, you're in a frenzy, and that's why Bella could never come watch us hunt. Blah blah blah. And then suddenly, like she gets a deer first. Like she like bags bags a doe. Like congratulations. Mm-hmm. Um, then smells the human, and it's like, you should be, like, full-on in your bloodlust net, like, you are a shark in the water, like, go eat it. No. <laughs> no. Bella's got the super self-control, I guess. I guess that's well, the, her gift. That's what they keep this saying. Is the, this is the book where Stephanie Meyer literally went, what rules? I didn't write any. <laughs> <laughs> True. Because they finish, and then Bella's like, I want to see Renesmee. And so they meet Jacob back at the house, and Jacob runs some tests, and Bella's very surprised to A, see Jacob there, and B, mm-hmm. see Jacob be, like, not depressed about her and Edward being together. Like, Jacob's actually happy. And and three, vocally speaking about, like, making sure that Bella doesn't hurt the baby. Mm-hmm. Like, she assumed that Jacob would hate Renesmee. Yeah. She, she's very, she mentions being confused by it, and then is just like, oh, well yeah and <laughs> no then girl that was your she, red flag alarm going yes. off <laughs> and then she's mad at edward for being kind of a dick to jacob she's like i don't understand like he helped us like why are you acting like this and he's like just wait you'll get it, it soon sh- it should have been all the red flags that this grown-ass man yeah. is in love with your baby oh <laughs> uh, great it gets but, gross every time i'm every time we're gonna say it it's gonna be gross yeah but she passes so she past. meets <laughs> Yeah, she passes the tests. She meets Renesmee. Renesmee adores her. She's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, mom! Mom, I love you, You're mom! You're not a corpse! And we find, 
we find out that Renesmee has a gift of her own, and she's like a reverse Edward. Instead mm-hmm. of reading other people's minds, she can show you what's happening in her mind. So she can like show you memories or communicate by touching your face, it's, and then you can feel her thoughts. Like, point of order, kind of useless. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely like, useless. Yeah. You couldn't have thought, It like, works while she's a baby, yeah. which is probably why mm-hmm. it exists, is Stephanie yeah. was like, I want her to be a dynamic character, so. <laughs> but as a baby. <laughs> Super baby. <Yeah. laughs> it's then, like, this um, is, like, your prodigal, like, this is your, like, this glorious golden child that should not exist and you give her this like womp womp power like <laughs> <laughs> true like for space will be so unique and and that's the gift you give her this, showing this other people pictures <laughs> and, the- and then jacob steps in and is like okay that's enough bella doesn't need uh, i'm i'm this is making me anxious someone get bella away from the baby and bella finds out that jacob imprinted mm. on her daughter and mm-hmm. she goes Barrel. Yes, it's amazing. It's amazing. She was like, for the first time since I like woke up, I like freaked the fuck out. Like all of my self control out the window. Feral. We love Feral. Absolutely. She's so pissed off. I don't know why, but I was not expecting the you nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster line to actually exist in the book. It sounded like something stupid that they had added just for the films, like, hold on tight, spider monkey, or (laughs) that's my monkey man. Ew. But no, (laughs) it's actually in the book. She exists, and it's the worst, worst line ever. The the nickname is what you should take issue with here. That's Mm -hmm. the biggest issue at hand, not the fact that this teenage man is in love with your infant daughter. Okay. Like, she's pissed about that, too, but, like, the 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 nickname's what takes the, like, what takes the cake. Yep, that's what sets her over. And then she accidentally, she attacks Seth instead because Seth steps in to protect Jacob, and she breaks his collarbone. And she feels really bad about it. And nasty, nasty thing is when she, like, when Renesmee touches Bella's face to, like, remember the fight, she's happy that Seth stepped in and Ugh. that her Jacob wasn't hurt. Renesmee Ew. often refers to Jacob as her Jacob. And I'm like, Bleh! this is disgusting. I hate it. It's so fucking gross. It's Stephanie Meyer's way of trying to say that, like, the imprinting thing goes both ways. Like, the person who is imprinted on, like, makes the feelings back, too. Like, they feel the same thing. I don't know. That's called grooming. It's grooming, A, and B, I always feel like the, the wolf who is imprinting does it not have nearly as much control over themselves as the imprintee? Like, I feel like the imprintee holds more of the power because they can always mm-hmm. reject the bond. And then the wolf but is like, kind of like, eh. Can they, though? Like, Yeah, because it... I, I think so. Because I think Jacob brought it up in Eclipse that, like, they they can, like, not, like, embrace the imprintee, imprinting thing if mm. they so choose. But then he's like, but why wouldn't they? Which, mm-hmm. in the terms of baby, they they shouldn't. Which, gross. Yeah, it's Aki. If you imprint on a baby, you need to leave that baby alone until they are a consenting adult. Mm-hmm. Not not groom it. Walk nope. off into the woods. Be a wolf for <laughs> eighteen wolf. years. Yeah. Or come in, back. Yeah. In the case of this book, uh, with uh, Ratatouille, seven. 
seven years yeah yeah then she'll be full grown she'll be like she'll be 15 forever that's the way it was put yeah (laughs) you but she's still technically like seven when she's full grown it's it's very odd it's ucky I, I don't like so it. there's a whole bunch of fluff about you know bella you know bonding with her daughter stuff like that mm-hmm. eventually she sort of warms up to the idea that jake has imprinted on her daughter mm-hmm. which is another unforgivable offense by jacob yeah. like bella's really good at forgiving jake for things that she should not forgive him for or that like he has not given her proper apologies yeah. for yeah yep yeah, like, she was really quick to get over the whole imprinting thing. And then she was like, well, I guess, like, if any, I was always thinking, like, oh, whoever ends up with Jacob isn't going to deserve him. And, well, now I can't really think that way because it's my daughter. So couldn't imagine anybody better. And I'm like, yeah, it's fucking disgusting. If I oh, can't they're... have the werewolf along with my vampire, might as well let my daughter have him. Yeah. but then jacob worried that the cullens are gonna leave and take renesme with them tries to figure out a way to let charlie in on the secret because that's the reason they would have to leave Mm -hmm. is they would have to like fake Mm -hmm. bella's death and then leave so that charlie wouldn't know that bella was still alive yeah and jake's like i'm gonna find a loophole that lets Charlie in on the secret without telling him that his daughter's a vampire Mm -hmm. and then they can stay forever and I can be with the baby that I imprinted on. Mm -hmm. And so Jake reveals to Charlie that he's a werewolf. (laughs) (laughs) Like, literally strips strips down in Charlie's backyard. (laughs) Nakey. And phases right in front of him. Mm -hmm. Awoo. And Charlie hates every second of it. It's the scariest thing ever. But he's like, Bella doesn't turn into an animal too, does he? Or does she? And Jake's (laughs) like, no, but she did have to change in order to get better from this Mm -hmm. sickness that she had. So just know that, like, you're not going to be seeing the same exact Bella that you have always known. Mm -hmm. She's going to be different. And whatever you need to know we will tell you or whatever you want to know you can ask about but um you don't live in the world you think you do it's (laughs) so stupid and then he he goes the cullens and he's like oh by the way charlie's gonna be here soon just so you know (laughs) now you guys don't have to leave and we're both Everybody's like, oh my god, Jacob, you're a fucking idiot. Why would you do this? Like, yes, Bella has, like, this really great self-control, but why are we why are we testing this out on her dad? Like, she would be, like, emotionally distraught and depressed if she killed Charlie. But And Jake's like, oh, well, I guess I didn't really think that through. And it's like, Jake, have you ever thought anything through? No. Have, have you ever know. thought about anything you've ever done? He doesn't think anything. He just simply does. And it's not the, it's not it. Because no, he's like, no. oh, I don't, I'm, like, Jacob, she's a newborn fucking vampire. What do you fucking expect? But they start training Bella to act like a human. So they're like, oh, cross your ankles. Remember to blink. Don't breathe, but lift your shoulders to look like you're breathing. And then Alice gives her, like, brown contact lenses. 
um, to wear while Charlie's there. And, and then she's like, oh, your venom's going to dissolve these. So you're going to have to replace them in like an hour. They're very, very specific about the coloring. They're like, we couldn't find your chocolate brown. So here's yeah. a mud brown instead. And it's like, does that matter? A man like, is not going to notice the color of a woman's eye. No. Charlie's not going to be able to tell the difference. No. Um, and then with Renezme, they're like, oh, we're going to say she's Edward's like niece that we're adopting because edward's biological niece from the older brother that he had before carlisle adopted him makes sense (laughs) like yeah his older brother and his wife died in a car crash yeah and uh an alligator ate (laughs) His parents, ate Renesmee's parents, and then took out a knife and gave Renesmee a scar. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) It's a little too Harry Potter up in this bitch. Mm, I love me some Star Kid, though. I... I would desperately <laughs> like to see Star Kid parody Twilight. Oh my god. Me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Charlie doesn't buy that story, but no. he buys it enough. He he pretends to buy it for his own peace of mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which as sees, we all do. Yeah. Cause he looks at Renezme's eyes and he's like, Oh, she's got your eyes, Bella. And then he's looking at <laughs> he starts counting. <laughs> Like trying to make it make sense, and it, it the math ain't mathin'. So the math Charlie just math. gives up. <laughs> He's like, I I don't want to know what happened here. Yep. But he falls in love with Renesmee mm-hmm. too, uh, yes, because how could you not? Um, and <laughs> very easily, you have seen the puppet no, that plays that baby in the movie. <laughs> Bella has to tell Renesmee, like, hey, you can't talk to grandpa the way that you talk to the rest of us okay because he's different and i'm honestly just surprised that renesme doesn't fucking bite charlie i am too she doesn't because oh, edward tells her him. not to edward literally has to be like okay you can't bite charlie he doesn't heal like jacob so you you oh yeah you, you can and then she's him. like can i still bite jacob and edward's like i don't care if you bite jacob go ahead that is the opposite lesson you should be teaching your children you're supposed to teach your children not to bite <laughs> Uh, well, actually, you know, for uh, kids younger than the age of four, it's, like, developmentally normal. Like, oh. not, it's still not appropriate, oh. but, like, it's a thing that kids under the age of four, biting is just a thing that they do because as they're trying to figure out their own bodily autonomy and how their body exists in the world around <laughs> them, they use all of their senses and all of the tools at their disposal, and one of those is their jaw. Well, and they're like teeth. sharks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. No, even more uh, justified in my low opinion of children, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but Charlie Charlie lives. He makes it through and then he wants mm-hmm. to come and visit them again. Which is cute. Mm-hmm. And he comes and visits them like all the time, yeah. almost every day. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really nice. And we get this lovely, like, tranquil existence for a few weeks mm-hmm. of just like the the wolf packs are getting along and working together to protect Forks and uh, the and the reservation. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie is taking dinners with uh, Billy and Sue. Uh, 
down in La Push, you know, getting familiarized with everything mm-hmm. supernatural. Mm-hmm. And then he's also coming and hanging out at the Cullen house all the time to spend time with them. He kind of just assimilates into the fabric of yeah. their existence. And the Cullens are not trying as hard to make themselves appear human, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they aren't outwardly, like, vamping about in front of Charlie, but they aren't they aren't pretending to be normal humans yeah. anymore either. And it's kind yeah. of this nice peaceful existence for just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then of course shit has to hit the fan. If we could one just day... like back up for one oh, second. Yes. Uh there is a plot point. Um Bella has a birthday and the Cullens give her and Edward a a bang yes. a bang yes. pad, if you will. Yes. 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 They give them a beautiful cottage that honestly I would love to own. Oh mm-hmm. yes. Um but Bella and Edward go down there and all the Cullens are being really cagey about it. They're like, Alice will show you and Bella's like, Well, aren't the rest of you coming if it's from all of you? And they're like, No, no, we wanted you to see it by yourselves for the first time and Alice <laughs> shows it to them and is like, You can thank Esme and Bella's like, Well then we should go thank her. That like we should go tell Esme thank you. Why didn't she come with us? And Alice is like, she thought you might want to be alone. And then, like, uh, disappears. Wait, wait, and Bella's like, oh, wait, we're supposed to fuck. Cool. <laughs> and then they do yeah, all, all night. night. And they have this whole conversation the next morning. And I... <laughs> for whatever reason, assumed that they were no longer having sex when this conversation started. And then the last line of the chapter is something about, like, Edward chuckled, and it, like, did interesting things to the Ew, what? connected. Uh, and I was like, they're still having what? sex while they're having this conversation. I hate it so you much. You can't have a conversation with a man while his dick is still No! That is the ultimate party foul. Yeah. You gotta remove the dick from the punani to, like, have an actual conversation. Like, it was so uncomfortable. Listen, if we're gonna have a conversation, please take your dick out and let's talk. I literally finished the chapter and I was like, ew, 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 ew. And I put the book down and I walked away. It made me laugh so hard. Stephanie doesn't graphically describe any of the intimate moments of the book but she describes some truly twisted moments mm-hmm. in this yeah, book. This is one of those moments where I'm like, this is not explicitly sexual, but it is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it, not just, okay. It you laugh. Party foul. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, they're done. They're probably just lying on the, no. on the floor, like next to each other. <laughs> and then you realize, after you read it, you're like, <laughs> Oh shit! Oh god, I didn't. I did not remember that part of the book, but oh, the <laughs> ultimate party foul, Stephanie Meyer. And then they come like back to the Cullen house the next morning, and Emmett gives them shit about having sex all night or whatever. Yep. And, and it's funny <laughs> as hell. But then Bella and Emmett have like an arm wrestling match, and Bella kicks his ass, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And she's like. I was kicking rocks and crushing them, and then I sparkled like a diamond. It was great. I was supposed to be a diamond. (laughs) And Renesmee's like, Mama, you're so pretty, and, uh, like, holds out her arm, and she doesn't sparkle like the Mm vampire. She's got, like, this slight luminescence to her. She's got some body glitter on. (laughs) Yeah, nothing super abnormal. Like, she'll be able to walk around in sunlight like a human, and Mm -hmm. people will just be like, oh, 
that child is very pale. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, Renesmee kind of expresses some disappointment in that because, like, her mommy's so pretty with her sparkles and she wants to be pretty like mommy. <laughs> and Bella's like, don't worry, you're the prettiest. And Edward's like, I might have to disagree. Father and of like, the Edward, year here. shut up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm like, Edward, just because you, you think something... You can't say that about your baby. Sorry, Renesmee, you you're not your as hot as your mom. <laughs> just because you think your wife's super hot does not mean you need to take a, take a pot shot at your daughter's self-esteem. Like, my God, Renesmee already is like, I'm not as pretty as mom. And Edward really had to be like, yeah, you're right. You're not. <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely correct. Mom's so Father much of the year, everybody. Reason number, like, 394 that Edward and Bella can't be parents. No. <laughs> um, and, but then there's, like, they go, uh, Bella, Jacob, and Renesmee go on, like, a little hunting trip together because they're trying to get Renesmee to start drinking animal blood and not just the little blood packs because, you know, that's not the way they do things in the Cullen clan. So Jacob tries to make it, like, a game for them to, like, you know, encourage Renesmee to do the thing. And Renesmee's like jumping and leaping around for snowflakes. And then off in the distance, we see Irina. Because I guess she came to apologize to the Cullens for like not going to the wedding because she was upset about mm-hmm. the wolves and Jacob. And then yep. she sees- So, uh, context Irina is one of Tanya's sisters, one of the Denali coven who live in Alaska. Um, and she was the one who had, like, fallen in love with Laurent and held a grudge against the wolves because the wolves killed him. And so when she, they found out that the Collins were in league with the wolves, uh, she was the one who was like, how dare they? They, mm-hmm. killed, they killed the man I loved who was evil, uh, but I loved him. He was trying to kill Bella, bitch. So yeah, well, Bella matter. wasn't a vampire yet. <laughs> Bella was yeah, so Bella didn't matter. She's just some human bitch. True. That's probably what Tanya and Kate were like. Look, she tried to kill Edward's, like he tried to kill Edward's like girlfriend, and Irina's just like irrelevant. Moot point. No, <laughs> she's like no. Those are not the facts. It's like, but the but that's what they are. Like Irina. his girlfriend got to live. My boyfriend's dead. <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> And Irina is also one of the daughters of uh, um, that vampire who had created a an immortal child mm-hmm. all those eons ago. Yeah. So Come when she on, sees yeah. Renesmee, she runs off. And they, they don't quite understand why she did. Mm-hmm. She assumes that – Bella assumes that it's because she saw Jake – like, Arena yeah. had come to meet with the Cullens and talk with them, and then she saw Jake in wolf form, and she got upset because the wolf was there, and so mm-hmm. she ran off. Um, Carlisle and Edward try to catch up to her. They can't find her, so they all just go back to the Cullen house and wait uh, mm-hmm. and hope that she'll come back eventually, or when she goes home, Tanya will call and let them know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And Alice is trying to keep an eye out for her, but can't really make anything out arena is rack with indecision and so alice can't actually see what arena's doing until all of a sudden alice is like the volturi are coming for us uh, you know, and everyone's like what do you mean the volturi are coming for us <laughs> and she's like they're coming for us they want to kill us i do not know why but it's been decided they're coming and what they figure out is that um arena 
had when had seen Renesme and assumed that Renesme was an immortal child, and so mm-hmm. she went to the Volturi. Uh, and regardless of whether they had been told yet or not, it is their most absolute law that immortal children must be destroyed. And so as soon as Arena had the inkling of a thought that there was an immortal child, you knew she was going to go and you knew that the Volturi were going to come. So they immediately fly into panic mode, like, we're all marked for death, what are we going to do? And they decide, you know what, we can't fight the Volturi, but if we can gather enough people to speak on our behalf, Maybe they'll understand that, you know, Renesmee isn't an immortal child. She's not a danger to anyone. <laughs> she can exist the same way that we exist as full-grown full grown vampires kind of thing. And they're like, okay, we're going to do that. And Alice yells some cryptic shit and then mm-hmm. grabs Jasper and leaves and does not come back. Yeah. She's just gone. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Get yourself out of there while you can. She, Abandon the sinking yeah. ship. Every man for themselves. She, <laughs> she just tells Carlisle like which one of his which of his friends to like go for and like try and convince. So like after that, the the rest of the Collins kind of disperse and they go and track down the different nomads. Um, and they get the the gather the Denali clan. There's this clan in Ireland, and then this Egyptian clan. Like all these different vampires to like come witness Renesmee. And so mm-hmm. Edward- with all these different, awesome, objectively cooler gifts than all yeah. of the colors. Absolutely. All these vampires are like 10 times cooler than <laughs> Edward and Bella, at least. Yeah, um, for mm-hmm. fact. <laughs> and I would rather have a book series about them, but also I don't want Stephanie to ruin them. So maybe never mind. Mm-hmm. Um. Just, you know, <laughs> stick to the fix with those ones. Yeah. There's a part of me that wants to invest in, like, the Twilight Illustrated Guide just so I can have access to all of those vampires, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. backstories and everything like that. That would be cool. Um, The first group of vampires that gets there are the Denali clan, and basically what they're going to do is Edward's going to be like, hey, hey, I want you to hear me out first before you go freak out and judge me. I need you to know, like, I, like, please listen to me, and please don't jump to conclusions. And so, they're like, what's going on, Edward? We're so confused. He's like, and they're like, oh, where's Bella? Um, And he's like, Bella, Bella's here. Um, Bella's in the car. (laughs) Bella, yeah, Bella, Bella, Bella's here, but, like, and then... They, Bella, he like calls for Bella, and Bella comes in with Renesmee in her arms, and they all flip titties. They're like, mm-hmm. "What have you brought us into? Like, what have you done here, Edward?" And he's like, "Y'all." And Renesmee <laughs> convinces everyone. She does it mm-hmm. first with the Denali clan, and then with everyone else that they meet or shows up. She convinces them by doing her weird little like mind thingy yeah. she puts you know because her hand the majority on... of her gift is her charm <laughs> she True. puts her weird little hand <laughs> on everybody's faces and everybody's eyes get really wide with realization if anything the hand on the yeah. face and the thoughts would be like this is even more of an abomination than i yeah. thought kill it kill it with fire <laughs> burn her i'm obsessed i'm obsessed with like every everyone's like she's like a reverse edward and i'm like no it's worse than that she's a reverse aro oh she's true oh, oh, oh bella got God. some splaining to do 
Because Edward can only read the thoughts that you're having in that mm-hmm. moment. Aro can read every thought you've ever had by touching your hand. Mm-hmm. And Renesmee can share with you every memory she's ever had and every thought she's ever had by touching you. So it's touch transmitted and there is no, like, time limit or, yeah. like, rule about time regarding it. So clearly she's a reverse Aro, mm-hmm. not a reverse Edward. Yeah, gross. Get it right, y'all. <laughs> and then we find out that Bella actually has a gift of her own besides being, like, a super tame newborn. Besides um, being boring. <laughs> yeah. Eliza, who used to be a part of the Volturi's guard, but is now part of the Denali clan, points can, like, detect the different, like, gifts vampires can have. And he's like, Edward, you didn't tell us that your wife is a shield. And Edward's like, the fuck is a shield? I don't understand. <laughs> also, point then- of order, what a useless gift. <laughs> Being able to tell what everybody else's <laughs> gift is useless. <laughs> Yeah, but but it does come in handy later, I will say. Useless in the moment, useless at certain times, <laughs> beneficial in like once like one situation, if you will. Yeah, like like most of the like the crappy gifts, beneficial once. Yeah. And then it's just stupid. Then, yeah. But Bella has like a shield, so she like, you know, this whole book series she like edward can't read her thoughts aro's gift doesn't affect her jane's gift doesn't affect her it's because she's got like a little shield protecting her mind from like these other like gifts but in in essence it should have been all the gifts that were repelled by her shield it doesn't like you can't pick if it's if your shield is going to repel a bunch of things you can't pick and choose it's got to be all or none yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but stephanie explains it away by it being like Bella's shield exists in her mind, Mm -hmm. and so any gifts that would affect her brain are ones that she naturally blocks. So, like, Edward's and Aro's don't work because they're supposed to be reading her mind, Mm -hmm. and that's where the shield exists, so that Mm -hmm. won't work. Jane's doesn't work because Jane doesn't actually make you feel pain. She makes you think you're feeling pain, Mm -hmm. but you're never actually being physically harmed, Mm -hmm. and so because Jane's gift... It exists entirely in your mind. It doesn't affect Bella. But Jasper's yeah. does affect Bella because Jasper doesn't affect your mind. He affects your heart rate. Mm. And he calms oh, you down. So that, it's not it's not see, a psychological a thing. It's a physical thing. That does make it more... Yeah, because Jasper's was the thing I was always stuck on. Like, Alice's makes sense. Like, she can just see the future. And, like, it's hard mm-hmm. to block... Your, your, your mind can't block the future. That doesn't make sense. But I was like... <laughs> I was like, aren't our, like... Our brains are, like, our central, like, you know, where we feel everything on, like, they're the one, it's the part of our body that, like, feels the feels. So, like, shouldn't mm-hmm. Jasper's gift not affect her? But right. It's the same it way that, yeah, it's the same way that Jane's gift doesn't actually hurt you. It makes you feel pain. Mm-hmm. Jasper's gift doesn't actually make you stop feeling anxious. Yeah. It just makes your body react as if you are not. And that's sure. what makes sense to me now, because I was like, "Oh, he's not actually altering your brain chemistry. He's just like make like soothing your your body, which I guess is not mm-hmm. a mind mm-hmm. thing." Along that vein mm-hmm. of logic, Mister Gift Detector shouldn't be able to detect her gift, but I guess like like you sense the hole there. You got to figure there's something going on. So that's a thing. And then Alice leaves a really cryptic message for Bella in her book it's like a shakespeare play that i don't too judge the merchant of venice i want to know why it's the merchant of venice i do too 
I'm like wondering if there's if there's actual significance there, or if Steffi just picked a random Shakespeare play and was like, I'm this sure one. if you googled, it, it'd be there. Because what's the what's the plot of Merchant of Venice? Merchant of Venice is about. Um, so as most Shakespeare plays do, it has like two different plots, mm-hmm. and one plot is about uh, a young man trying to win the heart of a princess. And then the other plot is about him tricking a Jewish man into, like, giving him a whole bunch of money in order to do it. And then he refuses to pay his debt. Um, And so the Jewish man takes him to court (laughs) and is essentially like, I should be allowed to murder him because... Because he stole this money for me. It's like the the pound of flesh ideal yeah. or idea comes from that play. Um, and so it's about paying debts and winning love. I mean. Um, I, I, mm. And so I don't I don't fully understand why. Yeah. Merchant of Venice was the one that was chosen in this case. It's also one of. Shakespeare's problem plays mm-hmm. um, because uh, the uh, Jewish character is portrayed as a negative stereotype oh, and no. as the villain, um, when in reality he is actively being cheated by yeah. the romantic leads of the play. Love that. Um, Love that. Wow. And Love so I don't, I don't know why that would be the play that stephanie would have chosen i'm sure the answer is out there i just yeah Yeah. best guess right now it's because of who the note leads bella to and it's not necessarily the most like legal character Mm -hmm. i guess yeah that's just true this is true yeah Mm -hmm. because alice sends bella to this guy named jay jenks who like basically prints like fake passports and birth certificates he does and, like, all the helps... cullen's fake documents <laughs> yeah he, he makes fake documents for people and she realizes that like if they're gonna save anybody it's gonna be renesme and renesme is gonna be able to run away with with jacob um if when mm-hmm. they all die <laughs> um so bella gets fake documents printed for renesme and jacob so she can save her daughter's life and she's the only one who knows about this because obviously like if Alice had told anybody else, Ara would be able to read their minds and know what's going on. So also, it, w- it wouldn't really work um, because you Ara can get the picture of the kid from anybody's brain, and they bring her to the clearing. Like, <laughs> so yeah. they know they know what the kid looks like. They know what the kid smells like. They're gonna find her regardless of what documents she has. Like, yeah. Why mm-hmm. did you think that was going to like? Sure, yeah, it's dramatic, me- but like, it's not gonna work. <laughs> Yeah, because Dimitri can track people down anyway, so once he, like, sees Renesme in that clearing, he's gonna be like, okay, I know how to find this child, so I don't, I don't get mm-hmm. that safeguard, but whatever. Yeah, no, whatever. It's just a, like, she was looking <laughs> for something to fill the space, I guess. She really was. Um, but then we, like, cut back to the Cullens, and Bella's getting trained in, like, hand-to-hand combat, but also Kate, um, which is one of the Denali, Denali Cullen the best one yeah i love kate and then safrina which is one of the amazonian women who come and like to be witnesses like they try Mm -hmm. training bella on her shield because kate has this gift where she can like create an electric current all over her body and like shock you 
Um, She's a taser. <laughs> She's a taser. Yeah. <laughs> Built a taser. And Safrida can, like, show you visions of, like, she can, like, cloud your mind and be like, oh, you're in the rainforest right now, which is cool. But mm-hmm. it helps Bella strengthen her shield a little bit and make her feel useful, which is nice. We all like to feel useful sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it's getting closer and closer to the battle. Um, they have, like, a Christmas at Charlie where Jacob gives Renezme, um, like, the Quileute version of a promise ring, but it's a bracelet. The um, same what? bracelet he gave her mom. Stop! <laughs> it's the same thing. It is the <gasps> same thing. Oh my so, like, God. I gave this bracelet to your mom when we wanted to fuck. <laughs> I'm giving one to you. Oh, my God. I hate that so much disgusting it's disgusting Disgusting. um whatever (laughs) whatever moving forward but then after that it's it's not the the battle but it's like the prep for the battle slash the witness thingamajig (laughs) they all stay over in the baseball field one night um i like that one of the preparations for battle is boulders covered in snow (laughs) what the heck is a boulder gonna do (laughs) the egyptian one of the egyptian vampires name is benjamin he's he's the avatar basically like that's his gift (laughs) he He can control the elements um he's great i love benjamin as he's like he creates all these boulders and he's like yeah these can be used as weapons against the Fulturi. um hold yeah but we've already se- we've already seen proof that vampires can punch a boulder in half so like yeah so yeah, boulders cool kid <laughs> and it's during like that final moment in the in the tent with Renesme. um bella says like her goodbyes to her basically um, it's real fucking sad. She gives her husband, like, this little locket with a picture of her and Edward inside with the inscription, like, more than my own life. Fucking sad. I just want to interject. Yes. I did some quick Googling. Um, I just want to share with everyone, for whatever it's worth, Uh-oh. that the first episode of Avatar The Last Airbender came out three years before this book was published. So he is Jeez. the Avatar. He is the Avatar. <laughs> she she definitely saw the Avatar somehow, some way. Well, it's no wonder like, the Collins won. They had the Avatar on their side. <laughs> Avatar Benjamin. Avatar, Avatar Benjamin. Benjamin. I love him. But then it's the next morning, and they all go into the clearing, and the whole Fort Volturi show up, and Bella has her little shield protecting everybody. And it's mm-hmm. great. And... <laughs> Aro basically asks Edward, like, what the fuck's going on? Because he is assuming that Abby Edward is involved. Because when isn't Edward involved in the shenanigans? <laughs> <laughs> so he basically, Edward goes forward. He gives Aro his hand. And then Aro gets to see about Bella and Edward Bone and Isle Esme. And all the fun shit that's happened this whole time. Aro book. really did get, like, a free episode of porn there, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> How much you want to bet whenever Aro's bored, he's just like, someone give me your hand. I want to watch every sexual relation you've ever had. (laughs) I want to watch some porn, but the remote is on the other side of the room. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Ew. Ew. You know what's awful? (laughs) What? The same way that Paul imprinting on Jake's sister is awful. Mm -hmm. Uh... 
Aro's sister canonically was married to Marcus yeah. for oh, centuries. Yes. Which means that every time Aro read Marcus's mind, he got to see Marcus fucking his sister. <laughs> get to see the bones. Maybe session. that's why he killed his sister. Oh. Maybe that's part of it. He's like, I'm sick of this. It's like, I don't want to see this shit anymore. Oh like, God. I don't want to see that. Like, I guess fair and same. I wouldn't want to see that either. But also, that's not a reason to murder somebody, Aro. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah, and Aro, Aro only murders people with intent. He's not Caius. No, yeah. Caius, literally this whole time, like, every time Aro is, sh- like, shown proof that, like, Renesmee isn't going to fuck anybody up, he's like, mm-hmm. okay, cool, we'll back off. And Caius is like, but what about that? What about and Caius this? is like, but what if we killed them? <laughs> yeah, he's like, um, actually, but they're conniving with the children of the moon, and they're our sworn enemies, so we have to murder them. And Aro's like, actually, bitch, they're shapeshifters, so no, we don't. Um, this this whole clearing thing is basically Aro getting the evidence and going, oh, well, yeah. I guess, okay. And Kai's going, but what if we murdered? And then Aro goes, but what if we murdered? And Marcus is just like, meh. He's like, I wish I was dead. <laughs> I don't want to be here. I want to be so, back home watching cartoons. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to, to feed their bloodlust um, for, you know, their, their thirst for carnage. Yeah. Uh, instead of killing the Cullens, they're like, oh, well, Renesmee doesn't pose a threat, but we wanted to do some killing today. So instead they kill Irina <laughs> yeah. for reporting a false claim. Yeah. Um, and they're hoping that it will ignite violence. Like, the, everyone on the Cullen side will be so outraged by them killing their cousin, or in Tanya and Kate's case, their literal sister, mm-hmm. that they'll want to fight anyway and then they'll still get to do some more killing it doesn't work no. um enter alice ex machina yes yeah essentially alice showing up last second with like a hail mary throw she shows up <laughs> with one of the other amazons um and then two other people from south america um and one guy what is his name again i forgot his name no, mm-hmm. I essentially Noel? my understanding of it was it was essentially the South American version of Nathaniel. <laughs> yeah, it's pronounced Noel. Noel, according Noel. to the Twilight Saga fandom cool. wiki. So okay. Noel and his aunt as well in tow. We wor- learned that he is just like Renesmee, and um, his father was going around like south america um knocking up human bitches um and then basically creating like a half vampire half human little little army going on um he has no regard for human life so um he has uh noel has lots of i hope i said that right has lost has lots of half sisters and stuff but we find out that he was mature by the age of seven and he has a diet of human yeah of blood and human food Mm -hmm. and his eyes are still like brown like they're not red like the rest of the Mm -hmm. vampires this this is like Like, justification for how the housekeeper felt on isle esme the lady one because yeah. like they have the legend of the vampire man who mm-hmm. knocks up human women. It's like oh, mm-hmm. and that was genuinely some shit that was going down in South yeah. America. Ah. I, I will say this: that is a, quite the brilliant piece of foreshadowing, if you will. 
It mm-hmm. really was. Score However, one for Stephanie Meyer. It was Meyer. the one good piece of foreshadowing she did, and I kind of wonder if it was intentional. I, think it I was don't think It was just so. a happy I... coincidence. But then it, it makes me oops. think, like, okay, so Edward was able to impregnate Bella because apparently he had never whacked off, but how <laughs> is this other half-vampire's dad going around knocking up other people if he's been shooting his load into lots of women, you know? How is that possible? Stephanie Meyer's logic. Ain't it? I have to assume that really it's just a matter of vampire men are eternally fertile. It's like mm-hmm. Allie's point in our last episode that it's really fucked up that so many of the female characters in this series are uh, deemed infertile and mm-hmm. therefore broken by mm-hmm. the standards of this universe. But... Um, all of the men are able to procreate the whole time. Yeah. And specifically the vampire men who should not be able to because they are no longer human. Mm -hmm. They no longer have any kind of vitality about them. Yeah. They should no longer be able to procreate. They should no longer be able to produce sperm because Mm -hmm. they're not even like a woman where you're born with all of the all of the eggs you're ever going to have, men produce sperm, like new sperm every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's no way that should be happening. Theoretically, it should be the other way around. Like I was just thinking that. I was like, if a woman has all the eggs she's going to have when she's born, then when she is frozen in time, she keeps all of those eggs. It's more plausible for the vampire ladies to get pregnant than for the vampire Mm -hmm. men. But the Stephanie problem with the, van- is- with the vampire ladies is that the the body just can't change, so like yeah. no pregnancy is going to be viable. Mm-hmm. So vampires should be completely sterile, one hundred percent across yeah. the board. And initially, the species that was that was her goal. Mm-hmm. She was like be- because she came up with the BS excuse. I don't know if she came up with it. Allegedly, <laughs> yeah. the BS excuse is that you know Edward. Was Edward essentially warmed his like sack in the ocean, fr- made a yeah. baby. He was a frozen sperm sample. <laughs> yeah, but then you also have an additional, like an additional male vampire from however many generations mm-hmm. ago, who was out there like constantly mm-hmm. knocking up mortal yeah. women, and there are all of these half vampire, half humans running around. Well, and I think you it, can't have it both ways. I yeah. think it is said that uh, what's his what's his name. The, the new half half vampire guy running around not is well fif- is 50 years older than edward yeah like so, uh, so what I- new vampire technology <laughs> <laughs> and like i know that he keeps to himself but i'm once again wondering if there are these human half human half vampires running around south america how the fuck did no one know about them already like if he and his yeah. aunt are keeping separate from everybody else. That doesn't mean, like, his dad and his sisters aren't traveling other places outside of South America. I don't Stephanie. get it. I... The, ga- the gaping plot holes in this woman's story, once again. Breaking Dawn is basically the Swiss cheese of books. Like, <laughs> <laughs> holes everywhere. There are. But, yeah, I... Uh, but Aro is basically satisfied with this because he gets to see how the half human, half vampire hybrid thing grows up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, cool, sounds and good. He, 
Yeah, and Aro lives for the drama. Yeah. And so <laughs> if he can just learn information from you and he yeah. finds it entertaining, he's not going to care what else you do. He's yeah. going to be like, cool, I'm cool. going to keep you around because yeah. maybe someday you'll come visit and tell me more stories. Yes. Um. So <laughs> the Volturi leave and everyone's like, oh, okay, that's settled. But there's still this kind of sense of uneasiness in the mm-hmm. air because there's always the possibility that they will decide to return and yep. destroy the Cullens for yeah. good. And from some of the leaked excerpts, possibly leaked from Stephanie Meyer's new books, that seems to be exactly the case. So yeah. <laughs> I, oh. I think those were proven to be fake. <gasps> okay. Oh, okay. Bless up. Those ones that were going around on TikTok about Rosalie's arms being ripped off. I think those were fake. I I would hope so. I sure hope so. (laughs) So everything goes back to normal. uh, And the last scene of the book finds Edward and Bella back in the meadow. And Bella lets down her shield and lets Edward read her mind to show him just how much she loves him which mm-hmm. cute i'll admit that cute. that's really cute it's, it's a good way to end the mm-hmm. book um and then it's Alyssa. read the last line of the book you have the book in okay. front of you me flip open. okay <laughs> okay it makes me smile it's mm-hmm. very cute okay um is it that okay so i'm gonna start with his his line first and then go into it forever and forever and forever he murmured That sounds exactly right to me. And then we continued blissfully into this small but perfect piece of our forever. It's so cute. cute. It's cute. That's what everyone wants, you know? I forget, literally from the moment Jacob's chapter starts until that final chapter, that I'm reading a romance novel. Legit. Yeah. I forget. (laughs) Like, I will forever complain about Ratatouille's existence, but, (laughs) like, she kind of ruins the whole romance novel to me, because Bella and Edward, they, Bella doesn't act like an 18-year-old for the, like, the Mm -hmm, latter half of this book, and I feel like I'm reading, like, the perspective of, like, a 30-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. Which is not, which I mean, is the person who was writing this was a thirty yeah, year old woman. <laughs> that's kind of Stephanie's. It's Stephanie's point that Bella's never acted like a real teenager, except when Bella gets super horny in Eclipse. Like that's real yeah. teenage behavior. But, but even Twilight mm-hmm. sounded more like teenage mm-hmm. romance, and this, at least the latter half of Breaking Dawn, read to me as like an adult romance without yeah. the smut. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Which I thought it's, was interesting, and I didn't necessarily enjoy that, because I was like, this is still a young adult book, technically. Yeah. And so, me as a 20-year-old, I was actually more invested in Bella now, but I know why I didn't like Breaking mm-hmm. Dawn when I first read the series, because I was like, couldn't relate to Bella anymore at all. I it's, was like, I don't like, want kids. <laughs> Stephanie Meyer, like, tried what J.K. Rowling did, well, she who must not be named, we hate her, mm. um, a turf, uh, but... Yeah. Uh, uh, where she tried to grow her characters with her books, but the problem was that it was too fast because all of your readers, yeah. like your new readers, are twelve. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't you can't age your characters with your readers mm-hmm. if the entire series is taking place in the span of a year and a half. Yeah. Like that's the thing from the first page of this book to the final 
from the first page of Twilight to the final page of Breaking Dawn, Mm -hmm. that entire time span is less than two years. Mm -hmm. And so it's not a believable change in age either. Like with the Harry Potter books, you have a full seven books to have a full seven years Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Every book is a new year. With the Percy Jackson books, every book is a new year. Mm -hmm. And so Rick Riordan could age his characters with his audience that way. But you have four books taking place over the span of less than two years. That's not going to work. The the aging of your characters is not going to be believable, even if your audience is aging. Right. And And I think that's part of why the Twilight Renaissance has been such a big thing. It's that... A lot of the people who, a lot of the teenage, like the preteens who were obsessed with it back in the day are finally old enough to understand the last book. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have been more game, actually, if Stephanie, like, had spanned Twilight over, like, Bella's four years of high school. So if we had started mm-hmm. out with mm-hmm. Bella being a freshman, and then by the time Breaking Dawn happened, we'd have, like, you know, like, Eclipse could have been the same way. Like, basically, we could have split it into her junior, senior graduation. She still could have gotten mm-hmm. married, but, like, I would have felt more growth from her in the long run. The problem with that would have been that Edward would still have been 17 yeah. perpetually. And so you would have had freshman Bella and junior Edward, and then sophomore Bella, senior Edward, and then junior and senior Bella, and Edward's just hang the older guy hanging <laughs> around oh, town. Ew. I think the Cullen started at the school with Edward and Alice being freshmen, though. That's right. So we could have because the the Cullens up. were there for for at least a year before Bella got there. Or if anything, yeah. maybe he could have been like a sophomore instead of a freshman. Yeah, like there's still like mm-hmm. he could see. I guess there's still potential for him to be the creepy older guy, but like <laughs> it seems more palatable when it's Edward got it's held off. back a couple years. All the calling kids <laughs> got held back a couple years. <laughs> yeah, maybe he would have purposely like failed. Well, I guess with yeah. the moon, he was gone the whole year because he could have been like, oh, but I was gone like the whole school year. So well, apparently just... they can fake transcripts from a school in L.A. <laughs> and he's fine. But true. <laughs> illegal so (laughs) i have a question for both of you we talked a little bit about it at the beginning of this episode but now that we've discussed breaking dawn i would love to hear from both of you what your favorite book is of the entire saga okay hmm well technically technically it is eclipse but i i i really really like midnight sun (laughs) <laughs> but it's not uh-huh. part of the original saga so um for me for the from the original saga it's a tie between the first book and the third book the first book because okay. it, it okay. is very classic and then eclipse there's just there's just i think i like it for the little fluffy bits of edward and bella in between all of the night all yes. of the nightmare mess mm-hmm. those yeah. were my favorite edward and bella moments mm-hmm. in the entire saga so i i I support that. Yeah. What about you, Alyssa? Um, well, we all know my favorite is New Moon. Um, <laughs> it's not because I'm Team Jacob. I just feel like in New Moon, I saw the most growth from Bella as a character. Like, I saw mm-hmm. her function without Edward. And I thought it was utterly mm-hmm. fascinating. And I liked her friendship with Jacob. Her friendship with Jacob before he was an asshole werewolf. Like, it was really great to see her interacting with somebody that wasn't the Collins and seeing her have to adjust to life without Edward. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> I think the first book is my favorite. Um, I know at the beginning of the episode I said that it was it was potentially this one, but now that we've talked about it, I'm like, yeah, no, the first <laughs> one. Because when I think about it, the first one, I devoured that mm, yeah. book. And, like, I didn't read these books until I was an adult. And so I devoured that first book. It took me less than two days to finish. And then all the rest of them felt really difficult for me to get through. Uh, And so something about that first one is just cracky to me. Yeah. And I love it. And I haven't read Midnight Sun yet, but I have a feeling that I will prefer Midnight Sun to the original text. It's it's just, like, no spoilers. It's just, it's so much deeper and there's just so much more yes. going on um yeah. and you and it still provides the ability that you get from that first book where you can plug yourself in for bella because she's mm-hmm. just so bland mm-hmm. <laughs> yes but then- well and i am a whore for lore yes. and i know that midnight sun has a whole bunch of yeah there's some spice there's some spicy lore bits in there and you get so much Mm -hmm. colin moments you get so much edward and the brothers and emmett and like i love these bits of lore like there will be flashbacks and they happen within a split second in twilight like it's Mm -hmm. one like one pause in the volvo is edward thinking all of this stuff and it's like wow Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's fascinating i loved i loved um midnight sun Mm -hmm. so good so then, what, another question for you before we jump into some zillennial quiz taking <laughs> is we always do ship talk on Tea and Squee, and we haven't really done it a lot with the Twilight Saga mm-hmm. because, you know, our main ships have been Bella and Edward or Bella and Jacob. Um, but there were other ships that happened in these books, and I just wanted to know what your guys' favorite ship was from this saga. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, okay. I said this in the last episode, and I stand by Jacob and Leah. I ship them really, really hard, especially in Jacob's book, In Breaking Dawn. I think for his character arc, it would have been a way better ending than him in regurgitation um, and age-appropriate. And also, I feel like he and Leah are two sides of the same coin, basically. They, they're mm-hmm. both, like, grieving the loss of someone that they loved, um, who mm-hmm. is not theirs anymore, but they still have a lot of affection and love for them. So I feel like they bonded so much over that in the second book. And if we had just gotten to see it like fleshed out a little bit, I think they would have been like really, really good together and very good for each other, like an actual healthy relationship, which mm-hmm. I love. I I agree. Um, I think my favorite ship, it's, like, a tie between all of the other Cullens. Like, all of their, mm-hmm. like, marriages, perfection, <laughs> chef's kiss. And I think yes. part of that is because I read Midnight Sun and got a little more in-depth of what the dynamic is in that house. And, like, mm-hmm. it's great. I love it. I agree with both of those statements. Um, and... I don't actually know that this is my favorite ship, but it's my favorite crack ship from the entire saga. And it's the Carly Carly ship or the Charlisle ship. Um, I love... Which is just Charlie slash Carlisle. (laughs) I love seeing the memes of um, Charlie wants to fuck Carlisle. 
Like I love like um Bella's like talking to him about Edward and then Charlie and then the meme Charlie goes, Yeah, but wait until you meet his dad. Oh yeah. <laughs> exactly. That is a great show, Gwen. I love it. <laughs> Correct. Two hot dads being together. What more could Two you Two hot want? dads. <laughs> um Alex's favorite ship I just want to share is Kate and Garrett. <gasps> that, yeah, that's them. a good one. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I love it. It came out Garrett. of nowhere, but we love it anyway. <laughs> Especially mm-hmm. the movie. They had such great chemistry, too. And mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, I dig Yeah, the, us. like, woman I'd follow you anywhere, like, bit. Yes! Like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, amazing. I made him watch the entire saga with me like (laughs) last year or something i was like listen you're gonna hate these movies but you and i are going to hate them together uh and they are things that bring me comfort so we need to watch them and we watched them and the whole time he's like i want more of alice and jasper like they are the most compelling couple to me and in the films i have to agree Yeah. yeah um and then we got to Breaking Dawn Part 2, and he met Kate and Garrett. And he's like, no, no, more of these two. Mm-hmm. These two. They're amazing. Yes. <laughs> I would be so much more for Alice and Jasper if, you know, if Jasper wasn't a Confederate. Wasn't a Confederate yeah, soldier. Yeah. Which really <laughs> fucked that one up. Because I found They really, really just gloss oh. over the fact that Jasper fought to keep the slaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he lied about his age to do so. Yeah. Not it. <laughs> Like, that man was excited to fight to keep people enslaved. Yeah. Oof. Do do either of you have any additional thoughts before we do some Zillennial quiz-taking time? Um... Well, uh, these books are garbage, but they're my garbage, and I love them very much. (laughs) Same. Good, good. Yes, I agree. (laughs) I still stand by the fact that the first two books are better than the second two. And the yeah. latter two, I should say. Like, Twilight and New Moon, ugh, chef's kiss. They were such beautiful, hot trash, but, like, not <laughs> like not offensive to me in any way. I was like, yeah, this is trash, but I'm devouring it. But Eclipse and Breaking Dawn were trash in a new, you know, not so great way. You know, sometimes you just need some trash in your life, you know? Yeah, I love some fun <laughs> trash. But that's that's my thoughts and feelings. All right, let's take quiz today we are taking a buzzfeed quiz and as all of our zillennials out there know buzzfeed is the epitome of quiz taking so um now that we have finished the whole saga we are taking a which twilight book are you quiz um so we're either going to be twilight new moon eclipse or breaking dawn we're gonna find out which one matches our personality amazing uh do either of you have any guesses? I'm going to guess that Alyssa is New Moon. Probably. Me too. I'm an angsty bitch. <laughs> I'm just hoping I'm not Eclipse. I'm sorry, Allie. It's fine. <laughs> Full disclosure, I took the quiz before we did this. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. I did not take it yet. I did not. Either. I think I'm going to be Twilight. I could see Allie, that. before you took the quiz, did you have any inkling of I which book you might be? I had no idea whatsoever. <laughs> okay. Mostly okay. because I let the spirit of Dionysus guide my life, so, like, really, it's a toss-up any day. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Sure. Well, then, Alyssa and I are going to take this quiz, and we'll see y'all on the other side with some results. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're good. Okay. 
We did it. Yeah. Okay. Allie, as our guest, I'm going to have you share. Yes. Okay. So I took it three times, three times in a row. (laughs) 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 And two two out of three times, I got Twilight, the first book in the series. Okay. Okay. Um, There was this whole little blurb about, and in summary, it's like, you're into like the classic romance and blah, blah, blah. Like, like you're into Mm -hmm. the classics. Hold on. I, I took a screenshot because I'm smart. (laughs) <laughs> well, well, I was actually, actually going to say I can read it right now I, because I also I got say Twilight. That too. I also got Twilight. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I want to retake this quiz because we all three got Twilight, and I feel like it's. Oh uh, well, I, I I said two out of three times I got Ooh. Twilight. What was, what was the, the third? third one? The third one was Breaking Dawn. <gasps> Ooh, interesting. Okay, I'm unsurprised by that. Yes, yeah. I like this answer. But also, Alyssa, do you want to read the the blurb for Twilight? (laughs) You're a classic romantic. There's nothing you love more than a thunderstorm or a picturesque picturesque secluded meadow. You're also one of those people who holds on to good memories of high school forever, and you're not ashamed of it, because why should you be? You live for adventure, (laughs) but for you that means soul-bearing, deep, and meaningful conversations on late-night car trips. And who's to say that's not enough for an adventure? I don't I think I can this, take I, this quiz. I don't hold yeah, the I high school memories exact. fondly, but I do hold my college memories very I, fondly. I do too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't retake Honestly, this quiz. Honestly, the, the soul-bearing late-night drives, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that sounds exactly like what Alyssa and I do when we hang out. Yeah, so, um... sounds like the 1 a.m. Taco Bell runs. It really yep. does. Yes, it does. So... I like that. Actually, liked that answer. I'll take it again. Someone else the answers. I can read the little blurb for Breaking Dawn because I took this quiz three times. (laughs) Please do. Okay, I'd love to hear the Breaking Dawn blurb. It's you always feel everything deeply, but don't necessarily let others know this. You're resilient yet always looking for ways to heal. You're a real homebody, and domestic bliss is a bit of an unstated life goal for you. You always do what's right, no matter what the cost. And above all, you're a peacemaker. You're super intelligent, but never brag about it. People are always happy in your presence. Allie, I love you. That's that not doesn't you. sound right. No. <laughs> no. I'm, no. I'm not. Like, I'm either telling everybody that I'm a freaking genius or an absolute moron. There's no yeah. in between. <laughs> no in between. So, Allie, mm-hmm. thank you so much for yes. joining us for this. I had uh, such do a you good have time. Anything you'd like? <laughs> did you? Do you have anything you'd like to promote, or like any social media you'd like to share where people can find you? Um, well, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, it's Allie A L L I E double underscore Simone. Like, very simple. Very nice. Awesome. Go follow Allie on Instagram. Yeah, she's She's great. awesome. She posts I'm lots great. of I'm things always... with the Broadway shows she's going to. Yeah, I go, I go to see Broadway, like, every other week. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I love seeing the group chat where she's like, guess where I'm going to tonight? And it's just another Broadway show, and it's fabulous. Because I, I every have a other, problem. <laughs> every other night I wait. Yeah. Every other night I'm like, where's Allie going tonight? Yeah. <laughs> I, pl- I play lotteries, and work gives me free tickets occasionally. Like, I'm trying to win the Hades Town lottery right now. It's not working, but I'm trying. <laughs> Alyssa, where can they find our podcast? Okay. You can find our podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. If you listen to your podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, subscribe and give us a five star rating because we want people to find us. <laughs> 
You can connect with us on social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at T-Squee. Or if you have longer thoughts, go ahead and send us an email. Our email address is tnsquee at gmail.com. That's T, the letter N, squee at gmail.com. Allie, Alyssa, what should they send us this week? I kind of want to know what your favorite book is, but also... I want also. I want. I want you. I want your theory on why vampire men can fuck up a human woman. <laughs> yes. Write. Write us a scientific article. <laughs> I want to mm-hmm. know your explanation. It's got to be better than Stephanie Myers. <laughs> like, please, mm-hmm. just humor me. I yeah. think I would like to know if I were to like get at this knowledge. Everyone's like dirty secret ship. Like the people you ship in the book, but yes. don't say out loud. Yes. Yes. Like our own Bella. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> That's not mine. I'm just giving you an example. Yeah. Th- that fic exists. Ew. <laughs> like there is so much R.O. Bella fic for no reason. Or Emmett and Bella. That's okay, one that, that I, can I kind don't of, understand That one I'm all. intrigued by. I don't. Especially, I, yeah. It's basically I, Bella not screws mad. everyone in the Twilight Saga universe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad at the Bella Emmett ship like. In terms of, like, character dynamic, yeah. I'm mad at it because Emmett is such a simp for Rosalie. Yeah. yeah. And Rosalie still exists in oh. these fics. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm like, no. What? Why? <laughs> Ew. Did they just make her and Edward finally just get together? Like, I guess that's Ew. what I would do. I don't know. Rosalie's just sad and mean. <laughs> but, yeah, create a burner Twitter and tweet at us what <laughs> your... What your what your like dirty pleasure ship is mm-hmm. from the so Twilight curious. Saga? I want to know. I do too. <laughs> also, guys, we have we're almost done covering the Twilight Saga. We just have to cover the the Breaking Dawn movies, but that'll be just one episode, I think. Um, yeah, and hopefully someday maybe we'll read midnight sun <laughs> but um we cannot right now i am so twilighted oh, out so sick of it. y'all i over the course of the last like m- two months two three months we started doing this in november yeah. right yes okay over the course of the last four months jesus that we've Christ. been doing twilight <laughs> i have bought no fewer than like 12 new books that i just have not gotten to because i've been so busy reading twilight i have and i'm so excited to read new books (laughs) i still have like books from my birthday that i have to read which is on me because i just didn't read them but i got them because it'd be like that (laughs) it's also on me for buying you like three books for your birthday i read like (laughs) i read one of them but then we started doing twilight and then i was like fuck I don't have time to read it. Sure, sure. Blame your podcast on the inability to read new books. Also, yeah, I also just got lazy and I wasn't in a book phase, but now I am and I want to read again. So I'm excited to do that again. I also keep having dreams about Twilight and I can't. Oof. I feel like I'm in middle school all over again when you I need to purge about... yourself, Alyssa. Yeah, like I used to, when I was in my Twilight phase, I used to dream about meeting Edward in the forest and it was great. Um, I have weirder <laughs> dreams now, so unfortunately, Aww. that's not it. <laughs> but yeah, friends, so we're almost done with Twilight. We have one more episode about Twilight mm-hmm. that'll come out um, next week. Yeah. But in the meantime, if you have ideas on what you want us to cover next, mm-hmm. tweet at us, send us a DM on Twitter or Instagram, uh, or make that shit public. That's cool, too. Yeah. Uh, and let us know what you want us to cover. Yes. Because, uh... 
we'll find something to talk yeah. about. You know we will, but it's a lot more fun if we know that you'll yeah. also be interested in I it. I have so. some ideas that I'll talk to you mm-hmm. about. I have a couple lingering around in there. have to think about something other than Twilight, you know. Get me by. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. All right, friends. Thanks for joining Thanks, us Allie. for this uh very long super amazing finale to mm-hmm. the twilight books thank you ally for joining us uh friends go follow ally yes. on instagram uh, so you can keep up to date on all of her new york and broadway adventures thank you and <laughs> yes. we will see y'all next time in the yes. chaos kingdom yay all right bye, bye.